What's going on, my beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in today. My highest, highest gratitude for you tuning in today. So look, man, today we're going to talk about and discuss how to transform our thought patterns by first identifying the mind's ego. I'm sure you've talked about it before. I'm sure you've heard other people talk about it before. But what we're going to do today, we're going to dive into our thoughts. We're going to dissect our emotions and dissect our personalities so that we can reveal the ego's truest nature. We'll also talk about why it is imperative for personal and societal growth. Be sure to stick around to the end as I will be providing three codes to implant into your thought patterns so that you can live a life free from the ego. But first, run that intro. Welcome to the land of unbecoming, the home to the lost, the isolated, forgotten, and the outsider who is trapped in the cycle of personal development. I am your host, Alfred J, and I'm here for the facilitation of ego and identity rehabilitation through unbecoming your original self. Welcome back to the land of unbecoming where, say it with me, anything is possible! Yeah! Do you realize that the planet of Earth is simply a rock floating in the middle of an ever-evolving, ever-expanding space that lacks a ceiling, a floor, and walls? We're just just <laughs> and we're surrounded by millions of planets millions of stars millions of solar systems on our planet of earth we are a garden and inside of this garden the most evolved species that exists is the human being the human being the body the physical body actually mimics the cosmos all the way down to the enzymes and all the way down to our blood cells and i say this to say in short you are all power. You are all kindness. You are all joy. You are all compassion, all love, all creativity, okay? If we are all power, all love, and all creativity, then why do we allow an intangible neurological phantom we call the ego run our lives? Why do we allow the ego to run society? And the ego is something we can't even tangibly touch or feel. It is neurological activity. It is a neurological uh, chatter that continues throughout the minds and brains and thought patterns of all of humanity. The thing can't be touched or seen, but yet it runs our everyday lives. It runs our society and it has been doing so for centuries, right? Before we go even deeper, what does the ego look like, okay? The ego lives in a magnified past and an exclusive future, okay? Magnified past meaning you were hot stuff can't nobody touch you. You was on top of the world. You were the best at this. I used to be this. I remember when I had this. I should have did this. I could have did this, right? The magnified past. The ego lives in an exclusive future, meaning you are this top-notch layer person where only you are the chosen one and you're going to get all of these riches and wealth and your life is going to be perfect without any challenges or circumstances and can't nobody touch you or whatever the case, right? So it almost seems essentially unfathomable. Ego also wants control. 
You can look in your thoughts right now. I want you to view and review your thoughts and review your emotions that you're experiencing today. Review your perspective that you're experiencing today and see if what you are viewing, the, the life that you're viewing right now, the experiences you're viewing right now, are you viewing it through a sense of or a layer of control? Do you want to control the environment that you're in? Do you want to control your work life? Do you want to control your relationship and your marriage? Do you want to control your children? If that's the case, that is the ego. When we are searching for tangible control with through our thoughts, through the realm of our thoughts, that is the ego at play. Also, one of the key signs, one of the key signs, the red flags that pop up when the ego is wanting control over everything in our lives is frustration and irritation and anger. It's almost like a child that throws a temper tantrum when it does not get its way. That's exactly what the ego does. Another way that we can identify the ego is through the mind chatter, okay? So mind chatter, it pretends to be useful, but it's really not useful at all, okay? The mind chatter, what it is, it is like a loop of conversation that has been built from our past experiences and our aspirations towards the future. Anything outside of this loop, the chatter can become combative within itself, right? Uh, telling you, you aren't enough, you're not good enough, and nobody's ever gonna love you, or you, you can't do something right and you'll never get it right. And it mentions, it constantly mentions your flaws and your shortcomings, and it'll even tell you that you'll, you'll never amount to anything, and perhaps it'll even tell you that you're the best at something, right? You're better than everybody, right? So it, it, it takes a stance of judgment. So it's a loop of judgment. It's judging yourself and it's judging others as well, okay? It can also remind you that you aren't whole already that you always need to be saved by something outside of yourself. So the chatter on the inside of your mind is telling you that I need alcohol to be the life of the party. I need this drug to get rid of depression or whatever the case. Now there are certain substances and elements that we can partake in throughout this human experience that can help us with anxiety and depression so i'm not being insensitive to those things however the ego likes to tell us that we need a grand amount of things on the outside of us in order to feel whole same thing with our belief systems and the the, the way we see or reverence life rather it, the ego would tell us that we need something externally to save us from whatever it is that it's creating on the inside of us whatever dysfunction it's creating on the inside of us whatever anxiety that that the ego is creating on the inside of us is telling us that we need something else rather than looking inside of ourselves. That's why meditation is very, very vital and very important. Sitting alone and sitting in solitude and learning yourself and loving yourself is very, very vital. And in those spots, you're able to quiet your mind and quiet your thoughts where the ego tends to live and you can diminish the ego altogether. And when you diminish the ego altogether, you're free from judgment. You don't judge anybody. You're free from blame. You stop blaming yourself for the past. You stop blaming your mom or your dad. You stop blaming your family members. You stop blaming your coworkers or you stop blaming your boss for your shortcomings. You stop, you stop blaming your children for your anxiety, for your depression, for your frustration. You stop blaming and judging all of your circumstances and you begin to just live and learn how to just be free and uh, you notice how we're we're called human beings and not human becomings listen to that we're human beings so we need to learn how to 
be and not try to become all of these external things, right? And the ego is trying to tell us what we need to be, what we should be. And if we don't do those things or become those things, then we're not good enough, okay? So don't pay attention to that type of chatter. You're actually whole. You're all love. You're all kindness. You're all compassion. You're all joy. You're all creativity. Remember that, okay? Yo, so look, the ego will have you thinking you are different from everyone else, okay? Yes, you are your very own brand of life down to your fingerprint, down to your iris, you are your very own person. It will never be another you. Can't nobody do you but you. So you might as well do you, right? So I understand that we are our own brand of life. Absolutely. However, if you peel back all of the layers, all of the thoughts, all of our experiences, all of, all of our constructs and ideologies, we will realize that nobody's different from each other. We're all actually having the human experience. We're all going through the human experience. We all have dysfunctions and deficiencies and flaws that we're unfolding into our highest state of being. We're all trying to unfold. We're all trying to grasp the home base of love. We're all striving towards the same goal. Okay, so now that we know what the ego looks like, and we know what the ego sounds like within the walls and patterns of our minds, let's talk about the certain elements that were created and driven by the ego. Number one, the society as we know it. Society as we know it for the past century, for the past several centuries actually, has been driven completely by the ego. And it shows up in economic and political paradigms that shout equality, but then poverty still exists. We shout equality, but then social injustice still exists. We shout equality, but then we lack school funding in African-American communities all around our country. We know that the ego exists in those certain resources. We know that the ego exists uh, from the origin of those resources based off of the seeds and the harvest that grows from that creation. If something if an entity or an element is created and it causes pain and trauma and suffering for certain groups of people then it was formed by the ego we know that something is egoless when we create an element or we create a resource or we create an organization and everybody is seen and heard and we can feel harmony and we can understand the vibration of connection and oneness we know that to be true because love is found in the mix of it. So we know that ego is there when we don't feel harmony. We know that the ego is not present when there is harmony and balance. That makes sense? War. War was formed by the ego. It stems from the ideology of superiority. And then on top of that, we toss our troops to the wayside as if they don't matter. As if the only thing that did matter was their servitude in that time in which they served but anything else outside that, they don't matter. Look at the VA facilities. The VA facilities, not everywhere, but in most places, they're run down, they are outdated, and they need a lot of reconstruction, okay? The news, the news is ran solely by the ego, okay? Yes, we do need to know what is going on all around our world, right? And in knowing we have the opportunity and the ability to pray for others, to manifest healing for others and to provide additional resources where help is needed all throughout our world. So yes, the news is important in certain aspects, 
However, if you take a look at the headlines, you right now you go on CNN or you go on Fox or any of these major news platforms and they are driving our world through the filtration of fear. Look at the headlines. We'll click on the most frightening and most scariest, horrific, uh, traumatic headlines, right? The, so those headlines are drawing us in. And the thing that's drawn us in is fear. The reporters and the writers, they know that. They are aware of how their writing is pulling in their audience based off of the use of fear, okay? The reason why this occurs is because fear is control, all right? Just like I stated earlier today, the ego wants control. And one of the ways the ego gets control is by throwing tantrums through the realm of supplying fear. Fear equals control. If those that are seeking power instill fear into their audience, then they can assume the role of power. In fear, they can get people to do, think, move, buy, whatever they want them to buy into. They can sway the masses however they want to due to fear. And we can trace the development of those tactics all the way back to the ego. So those things were developed based off the ego. The ego has a large base of consciousness to disrupt, right? But change starts with one individual at a time. You are much more than the mind chatter that is occurring within this confinement. You are much more than the mind patterns, the thought patterns that were birthed from your past experiences. And you are much more than the thought patterns of aspirational thinking. Okay, aspirational thinking is necessary. Obviously, that's how we move forward. But most importantly, what the ego tries to do is steal the present moment from you. It wants to take the present moment because in the present moment is all of our power. Sometimes we can be sitting in our cars headed to work. We could be sitting watching a movie with our family. We could be in the grocery store, in the shopping malls or whatever the case. And we could be thinking about our past. In our present moment, we could be thinking about our past or we could be thinking about the future. But what if we harness that thought process from the future and harness the thought process from the past and actually hold it right here into our present moment? Think about how powerful we will we would be and think about how united we could become and harmonious our creativities would be if we were to harness those energies into the present moment of now, right? Think about that. That's so powerful. That's so beautiful. So you're much more than the ego's chatter, okay? Uh, remember that your human body vehicle mimics the cosmos, okay? Um, don't allow the mind to have dominion over you and run you and tell you how to view your life. You are in control of your human body vehicle. It is you that has dominion over your mind and your body. You have the power to, cha to change and transform your thought patterns so that you can live a higher quality life. And in a higher quality life, you are able to live judge-free. You are able to live blame-free. You are e able to love freely and to accept freely and to create freely, right? And to live boldly, right? Now I'm going to give you three codes to implant into your thought patterns so that you can start living your life without the ego. Are you ready? All right, here we go. 
So whenever your ego tries to push you into the future or push you back into the past, I want you to take a moment and breathe. I cherish this moment of life. Simple, right? Just breathe and say, I cherish this moment of life. Next, I want you to say, I am all power and I am flawed, which makes me equal to others. Number three, I respect my boundaries and the boundaries of others. And I love freely and I accept oneness into my life. Look, so thoughts turn into physical counterparts, okay? So we need to be very, very mindful and intentional about what we allow and what we give permission to circulate throughout our minds, okay? Uh, just in case no one has told you, I'm going to tell you again, you are all power. You are all joy. You are all kindness. You are all creativity. You are all loving, okay? That is all I have for you guys today. But just, I want to, I want to leave off with this final remark. The ego is nothing but an intangible neurological phantom. It is an un untouchable, intangible neurological activity that happens in our brain, okay? You are much more powerful than what we give permission to in our brains. All right, so that's all I have for today. I thoroughly enjoy speaking to you all. I thoroughly enjoy building community and family with you. So be sure to hit that like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll be back to you another time with another video. Peace.